Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Hello and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio Podcast, the premier and flagship podcast of LRM Online. I'm your host, Brandon Jones. And with me tonight, I've got E-Man from E-Man's Movie Reviews, Emmanuel Noisette. Sir, how you doing? I am wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm super excited to have you here uh, because we're going to be talking about something a little different. Uh, there is a petition that you started. Uh, it is hashtag recast T'Challa. And I, I really want to have a conversation with you about this because this is a petition that seems to be picking up steam. People are very interested in it. As of this recording, you are just at, if not over 30,000 signatures. Um, and so this is, about, this is about the film Black Panther. This is about T'Challa. This is about Chadwick Boseman, who we sadly lost last year. And after that happened, Marvel came out and said they would not be recasting the role. Um, and so, in 2018, when Black Panther was released, it was a bona fide box office success. Uh, it grossed over a billion dollars worldwide. It is one of the highest grossing movies of all time. And so for you, one of the reasons I want to talk to you about this is because you are a person who does movie reviews. You interview stars, you do video breakdowns of stuff that happens in TV shows, things that nerds are passionate about. Um, one of the things I hadn't seen you do before is like you you went out there and you wrote something about Marvel's decision. Uh, you wrote a guest blog for The Wrap and you wrote a very uh, strong plea to Marvel, hey, recast this role. And at some point that plea became action. And so I'd like to just hear in your own words, can you talk to me about uh, the recast T'Challa petition? Yeah, for sure. Um, so here's the thing. There would have never been a petition at all had Marvel not came out and made the statement that they were not going to recast the character of T'Challa. Um, that I remember watching the Disney investor video when Kevin Foggy, the president of Marvel Studios, made that proclamation. And I've been studying Marvel since 2008. You know, I've been watching all their films. I've been digesting like almost all their interviews. I know how they operate. There's nothing that they say or do without strict planning and just knowing every single thing down to the letter. So the fact that they made that statement and it was so final, it threw me off. I was sitting here like, wait, what? You're, you're not gonna recast. And to me, I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, logically speaking, where the narrative is with the character of T'Challa and you know, where he left off, what does that mean? That means, okay, you're either gonna pull the Paul Walker route and Fast and the Furious, and you're going to put them in the background, but that doesn't make sense, because if something's going down in Wakanda, I hardly believe, you know, T'Challa's just going to be sitting back relaxing. Um, and the other option is you're going to kill him off. And that really started to hit me hard, because Chadwick's passing affected me both personally and professionally. Um, I mean, 
when I first started becoming a film critic, he was like my goal, right? Just to interview. Like if I interviewed him, I was done. I'd made it. I could retire, right? And, you know, his loss affected me so much. I mean, you know, it brought me to tears. I've never cried over a celebrity before, you know, like it, it, it was just so heartbreaking. And, you know, it's led me to, um, you know, doing charitable donations to Colon Cancer Foundation uh, Coalition. Um, I bought out a theater for Black Panther for my community to go see. So like, this is a big deal for me, you know, as I'm sure it is for many other people. That's the kind of impact um, he had as a person and as a, uh, as a professional actor. So when they said that they were going to not recast, I was just like, why would you be, jump the gun so early and make such a final decision? Because had they said something like, we're just not going to recast right now, or we just don't have any plans to recast. Okay. If that, if, you know, like totally understandable. We go through Black Panther 2, we do whatever we got to do, and then you guys will revisit that once emotions have settled, people have mourned, people have gotten over things. Cool. But now, when you say that you're not going to recast, and like I said, there are only like two real logical options that they're going to go with, you're going into, a, you're putting yourself in a corner, which I don't think people are ready to understand the impact of yet. I mean, imagine you watch Black Panther, T'Challa almost dies, comes back to life. Right. The real life actor dies. Then we go back into the Black Panther 2 and now the fictional character dies for no reason. He had no real reason to die. His story was just beginning. And now you're going to double down on this Black death. And I think that's something that people don't realize. We've been too ac accustomed to that. Like we're, 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 we've seen Black death on television and media so often that it no longer affects us the fact that now our heroes, our fictional characters, characters that are bigger than the actors, that are bigger, that last longer, we're just okay just killing them off. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, what about all the little Black boys and the Black men that saw themselves in that character? You know, like, I don't think we really need to get rid of him just like that. It, it, it's, it's, it's a travesty, you know, to do that. Because if you look at the source material, the comic book material, the character of T'Challa, which I know a lot of people don't really know about because this is a character that was already kind of a niche. He was kind of like the Jackie Robinson of, of uh, Black fictional comic book characters. He was created in 1966, civil rights era, right? Very turbulent racial times. He was created to be the embodiment of an anti-stereotype. He wasn't the shucking and jiving, you know, stereotypical sidekick black character the way that they were depicted back then. He was a king. He was a ruler. He was, you know, self-sufficient. He was a superhero. You know, he was a leader. And what people don't really understand is because of what he did, his creation. I mean, again, he's like the embodiment of representation, inclusivity, diversity that we all clamor for today. Because of him, other characters got put on you know other characters got to ride that bandwagon and also share the forefront i mean to this very day if it was not for the character of t'challa storm wouldn't be at the upper goddess level that she's considered to be now the door milaje that we all love i think we all love us some door milaje everybody it wouldn't be a thing if it were not for t'challa shuri 
would not be a thing if it were not for T'Challa's existence. And I'm not saying that T'Challa raises everybody up and, you know, because of him. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying because he exists and because he's a channel for other Black characters to also step up and be at the forefront, he is critical, you know? And, and so when Marvel's sitting here saying like, hey, we're just not going to recast, I'm like, wait a minute. That's like saying, oh, oh no, they said they're not going to recast. They're going to focus on the other world of Wakanda or whatever and the other characters. And I'm like, the supporting characters? You're, so that's like saying, yo, let, let's not bring in Superman and let's make a movie about Krypton and other Kryptonians. They did that. They did that. How did that work out? <laughs> right. You know, I, I don't recall the last Gotham movie, you know, Ugh. didn't doesn't really go that far. So but they keep trying. That's the thing that's funny about that. I don't know why. <laughs> you know, I don't know why. I mean, like T'Challa was the very first leading black character in the MCU. Wasn't Rhodey War Machine. Definitely was not Falcon. You know, like we have black characters. But we didn't have a leading character. Now, shout out to Falcon, you know, aka Captain America. Okay, that's cool that he's, you know, stepping up now. But prior to that, we didn't have anything. And it right. was T'Challa. And my issue that I think people don't understand, and this is another larger conversation that I want this petition to start. Um, people don't realize the issue of compromised representation that Marvel is actually settling for. And they're giving it to us and we're just sitting here like oh okay cool yeah um we'll get shuri uh we'll get other wakanda yeah, fine we're just right? so happy to get something we're happy to get something and i'm sitting here like can we not compromise this because last time i checked the last black uh panther movie was uncompromising you know we had a black strong male lead but we also had strong female black lead, you know, uh, characters as well. Characters that fully have the opportunity to uh, to grow, to mature, to raise up on their own. They weren't just background characters. We knew their thoughts and their feelings as well. They had they had dialogue. You know, that's not a background character. So for me, I'm like, yo, the reason why Black Panther was such a great success was because it was unapologetically black. And it was unapologetically like aggressive in terms of highlighting everybody. So now when we move into a Black Panther 2 without T'Challa, I'm like, you're what you're doing is engaging in this crabs in a barrel mentality where like only one form of black representation can work. And I'm like, but the last movie proved everybody can eat. Everybody can rise at the same time. We don't have to sit here and be like, oh, okay, well, we'll just take this and then that's it. And there's a ceiling that happens, right? And people don't know this or maybe even care, but there's a ceiling when it comes to the actors. And this is the issue of representation I'm also talking about. All the characters right now in Black Panther 2, every single one of them, all the Black characters are all supporting characters. Every single one. Maybe they can become leads down the road, but sure. right now they're at a cap. I don't see an M'Baku movie, uh, maybe a Shuri movie, but they're trying to make it more of an ensemble thing rather than, hey, here's a lead role. And when you think about the lead roles in Marvel Studios, that's prize real estate right there. And if you don't believe me, ask Robert Downey Jr., Chris Pratt, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, what did a leading role do for those people's careers? Right. 
You're talking about Robert Downey Jr., who I think in the first Iron Man movie is making like half a million, or I'm sorry, five hundred thousand. Um, if that, up and to what was he making 70, after? Seventy-five by the end of the his run. So now, million. when you don't recast T'Challa, the first and only at the time leading black role, what does that mean? You take a whole lot of money off the table and another opportunity for another black actor. And I'm sitting here like, wait a minute, why? Like. From a, and this is the problem too, because people are like, just trust Marvel, right? And I'm like, I'm a Marvel fan. Don't get me wrong. Sure. Marvel has done some magnificent things, especially in strides for uh, diversity and um, progress. Don't get me wrong at all on that. And I am not calling Marvel racist or anything, but what I am saying is that sometimes you can have blind spots. People forget. And Chadwick Boseman had interviews about this. People forget that we almost had a Black Panther movie with no African accents. Right. Okay. So that's Ryan Coogler, Nate Moore, the only Black producer on there, and Kevin Foggy. They were sitting here like, maybe we should all give y'all British accents. Right. We don't know if the audience can handle all African accents. But it was Chadwick that had to be like, time out. Yes, they can. What are y'all doing? So that, to me, gives me the indication that maybe Marvel has some blind spots when it comes to the bigger picture, when it comes to representation. And that's why I was like, yeah, y'all are cool and everything. I get what y'all doing. Y'all put the money up for Black Panther. That's dope. But you still can fall short, and you're not above reproach. Right. And that's why I want to have people understand we don't have to compromise with this. You can have T'Challa exist. Exist. That's it. Just exist and not get in the way of anybody else from like also elevating and being shown and, and, so, and so on. So, you know, I'm, I'm very nervous about it. And I wanted to start this petition so that people can understand that we don't have to settle. We can have the same level of representation that we had in the first Black Panther movie. And that should keep on going on. And if we're really being honest, Recasting actually helps to honor Chadwick way more than not. So let me just throw a quick question to you and your audience. Let me hear. When was the last time you guys talked about the six million dollar man? Never. Never. Me neither. Like, you know why? It's never been recast. Nobody under the age of 30 has probably even mentioned the $6 million man. Yeah, Bionic the last man. time I remember is when they talked about casting with Mark Wahlberg, but that was like yeah. 10 And that went nowhere. Ago. That was a long time ago. And it went nowhere. I remember that too. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. But then when I, I noticed it went nowhere, I was like, nobody's talking about this. Right. Nobody. But here's the thing. When it was talked about getting recast, that's when it was a topic of conversation. That's when people were like, What's the Bionic Man? Oh, let me go back and see what this is. Let me Google it. I don't want Chadwick to become the next $6 million man. I don't want T'Challa to become the next Bionic Man where 30 years from now, you and me can remember him and be like, oh man, back in the day, T'Challa and Chadwick, that was, oh, that was it. That was it. The young kids are like, but it's a mantle. But it, 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 it's off to, I don't know, Freddie something Jackson has the mantle now you know or, or whatever and that's why i'm like we have to kind of see the long-term effects of this recasting is something that actually preserves the memory of certain characters and actors 
So let me ask you this. So sure. you've brought up Shuri, you've brought up M'Baku. Why yeah. isn't it sufficient to have them elevated to the position of Black Panther and let them take on the role for the sequels and the next movies? Why does T'Challa specifically have to continue to exist? I think the, the similarity I would say is that T'Challa is the anchor, right? Um, we have character anchors all the time in movies. And a lot of times people don't realize it until they're gone. So for example, when was the last time we went to a 007 movie without James Bond? You know, that's never been a thing. James Bond is a character, but 007 is a mantle. There have been many 007s, I'm sure, you know, before James Bond and maybe even after. Actually, there is going to be one we're after. We're going to get a new one, right. You know, we're going to get a black sister that's going to be uh, 007. But James Bond is still there. Why is T still there and they haven't just moved on and passed it to someone else? Regardless of whether Daniel Craig has passed away or not, we understand he is the anchor. He's the central person. It's no different than uh, Spider-Man into the uh, Spider-Verse. We had Miles Morales as another Spider-Man. Peter Parker's still there. You didn't get there. rid of Peter Parker. You know, I mean, you, you still have a character anchor there. That is what T'Challa has been for 55 years in the comics. For 55 years, it started with T'Challa and it's still going with T'Challa in spite of the fact that the history has been that yes there have been other black panthers after you know before him and there have been some after him but he's always the center point he's always the focal point he might take he might go on the sideline and let his sister get the mantle i mean mbaku's had the mantle killmonger's had the mantle shuri's had the mantle but t'challa's always been there you know and again just for the comic nerds out there this is no different than someone else lifting up the hammer milnor and Thor is still Thor. He's still around, even if somebody else has his powers. So my thing is like, why do you need to get rid of T'Challa just because, you know, the actor passed away? Don't get me wrong. It is definitely tragic, but we should be celebrating Chadwick's life as a person and not confining it to just the one role of T'Challa. You know, that's my issue. I'm like, yo, Chadwick was bigger than that. Chadwick was an actor. He was he called himself an artist above an actor. Um, you know, he was a humanitarian. He was a philanthropist. Like this dude was like he sh- his life should be celebrated because he was a real life superhero, you know. But the character of T'Challa, even even he believed that it was bigger than him. I just posted um, a video about Roland Martin. He had a text message with. Chadwick. Uh, Chadwick a couple months before he passed right and this text message was right when Chadwick was losing weight and people were really worried about him and everything and Chadwick told Roland Martin I want people to see the roles I want basically the way he wants to be remembered I want you to see the roles that I take on I want you to see Jackie uh, Robinson I want you to see uh uh, uh you know, good Marshall, Marshall James Brown James Brown that's what I want you to see so when it comes to people saying like I can't see nobody but Chadwick, nobody else but Chadwick, then you're essentially saying he failed. You're essentially saying he didn't do what he set out to do, which is, I want you to see that role because Thurgood Marshall is bigger than me. Jackie Robinson is bigger than me. T'Challa is bigger than me. So I'm sitting here thinking like, yo, if Chadwick believed in this role so much, 
why can't we? He even signed on all the way for Black Panther 3, which wouldn't be a thing for at least, what, another five years from now. Right. And that's while he had cancer. He knew his prognosis. He knew whatever the odds were and stuff. And he still worked his butt off to make that role and the franchise what it was. So again, if he believed that much in the role, why are we retiring it? Why are we? This is not the NBA where you can retire a jersey. That's never been the way movies or actors or entertainment has worked. I've never heard of anybody retiring a character and then that memory of that character has lived on. As, as a matter of fact, recasting is usually a sign of significance. Popularity. Yeah. You recast something because you believe that that character is or their story is that important. So when you don't recast, you're saying like, you're interchangeable, you're expendable. We could just put another black person in there, put the little costume on there, and y'all will be happy. And I'm sitting here like, wow, slap in my face. That's not what your 55 years of comics said. So let me ask you about that specifically. So within yeah. the Marvel Comics universe, the MC, or I'm sorry, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we've had a precedent for that, right? We've had at least two recastings that I can think of at the top of my head. Yeah. We had um, Rhodey Banner. and we had Banner. Yeah. Um, what does that say to you about the viability of switching out characters and actors? It, I think the thing is, and here's the thing, actors know this, actors acknowledge this. They know that the roles that they have are significant. They know that the roles that they take on are typically bigger than them. Imagine if somebody said, uh, I, we're never going to recast Othello because Denzel Washington did it and he was Lawrence amazing. Fishburne just killed it. Lawrence Fishburne killed it. Nobody else can do it besides him. That's it. First of all, the world of theater would fall over its head. Like, it would just burn everything and riot. What do you mean we can't do that? Do you know who Othello is? Do you know who wrote Othello? Like, that would never happen. So, you know, this notion that, like, we can't recast or we shouldn't, that is a fan emotional recency bias reaction. And it's understandable because, again, we're being emotional about this, and I get it. But in the long term, as fans, this is why we're not casting directors. We don't think like that. We don't look at the entertainment you know, industry with the same lens as like the professionals do. you know. And that's, sure. again, one of the reasons why this is so mind boggling that Marvel Studios would go that route. You know, they, they, they thought Hulk's story was so important that they was like, okay, creative differences with Ed Norton, we gotta recast. We need this to keep going. We, we, we see the potential for this character. And you're talking about two side characters at that. Right. These are two side characters they thought were more important than the first black leading role to just recast. You know what I find interesting about that though is that with Norton to, um, man, his name just jumped out. Uh, Ruffalo. Head. Thank you, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. There wasn't really too much of, like nobody seemed to care that much. much. But when we went from Terrence Howard to Don Cheadle, people were like, oh. You could just just right. any old black person, right? What's we'll right. ain't even the same color. Like I found that to be an interesting contrast and reaction. But look at how people feel about it now. Oh yeah, I don't hear anybody saying like, "Yo, recast," you know, uh, uh, Terrence Howard. We get that's the thing. 
as fans, we sit here and feel one way, but until we see it, until we engage with it, we get over it. How many times have fans got it wrong? Bruce Willis in Die Hard, Michael Keaton in Batman in 89, Heath Ledger in Joker, Joaquin Phoenix in Joker, Gal Gadot in Wonder Woman. How many times have we all, have fans been out there and be like, oh, they can't do it. No, nobody can do it. No. And then when we see the product, we're like, hey, that was yeah. pretty good. So you know what I find funny about the Heath Ledger one is that, yeah. so with Heath Ledger and uh, there was another one that I, oh, um, another one I can't think of, but it was the idea that no one wanted him to begin with. Right. And so once he was cast, everybody loved it. Mm-hmm. What I find funny is that he was supposed to come back for the third one. And because yeah. of his passing, he didn't. Yeah. And Christopher Nolan's like, we can't recast, we can't do something right. different. And my opinion, that film was compromised because of it. Like it just, yes. I was not a Dark Knight yeah. Rises fan. Um, and so one of the things that I think your petition does and having this conversation is it, it takes us out of the emotional and takes us to the logical and, and it, it helps me try to understand like, well, what's going to happen if we take this emotional point of view and don't, and don't either try and recast or do something, you know, like that. So, yeah, yeah. no, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, and here's the thing, I don't want to be like, you know, callous about any of this, right? Like this is one of the reasons why. I specifically say in the petition, this is not a call for an immediate recast. We don't have to pull an Aunt Viv move from Fresh Prince. We don't have to do that. You could sit here and be like, man, T'Challa is on a mission in space, you know, or T'Challa doing moon stuff like Steve. Sure. You know, he got kidnapped. We don't know where he's at. Wakanda's in turmoil. Somebody's got to step up. Hey, perfect opportunity, right? And then later, you can deal with whatever you want to do. The point is, you can do a fulfillion different things. And the only thing I'm saying is like, yo, the one thing we're saying to do out of those 50 million options to tell the story, don't kill him off permanently. I don't care if you want to do time travel. I don't care if you want to do uh, uh, the multiverse. I don't care if you want to do clone. Whatever you want to do, don't go that one route. Because that one route has such logical implications long term. Right. Because, you know, there could be something like, oh, well, maybe he had a son or something that we didn't know. Wait, what? So now he's out here knocking boots with some random chick that we ain't never heard of. And he got some illegitimate son. And... Wait, what? didn't we just go through this about like how Killmonger was left? And what are you oh, talking about? I thought you were going to say coming to America. Uh, that too? <laughs> that too? Did he get date raped too? Like, what are we, what are y'all doing? And this is why I'm saying like, if they go these right and these are rumors and stuff so you know don't bank on it but this is what i'm saying like you have more work to do to try and explain him away than versus waiting and that's all this petition is saying like yo just wait stop putting yourself in the corner that's why i launched this so early because i wanted to get them before they start shooting because they can always do a quick you know change in the script right but unfortunately because this is also so early, it's not going to get as much fan support because fans are either thinking, ah, that Marvel just meant, you know, for Black Panther 2. They'll recast eventually. And I'm like, that's not what they said. Right. That's how it was reported. But that's not what they actually said. They said, we're not recasting the character, full stop. That's it, period. They didn't say for Black Panther 2, we won't recast. Oh, okay, yeah, for the, no, period. Just not happening. So I'm like, yo, we have to get ahead of this 
before y'all realize that and other things that people were concerned about is like well marvel will just reboot i'm sitting here like what when marvel the comics barely even reboots they do soft little changes to kind of reset things but they keep the train going and the mcu is no different dog we haven't even gotten mutants yet mutants are coming in like the next four to five years you mean to tell me that marvel's gonna reset in five years no, they're going to keep going. Then they got Young Avengers coming out. Then they got the Thunderbolts coming out. Right. Then you got even more shows on Disney+. Plus. When are they? When is this magical reboot going to happen? They have a 10-year plan, if not longer. So what, we got to wait until we 60, 70 years old before we get another T'Challa? So here's the thing that I find funny about this. One of the things I loved about um, Falcon and Winter Soldier yep. was seeing Sam and Rhodey occupy the same screen. And yep. just hold that screen. Nobody else. Nobody yep. else on the screen. And then, then just talking. And yep. they were even slightly different in talking. So we got a scene like that in Civil War. Uh, but everybody else is in the room. All the other Avengers were in the room. But it was just the two of them talking. And for me, as a comic book fan and as a black man, and as a as a military man, as a veteran, yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah that, that's what I that's like. It. And yeah. what hurts about kind of what you're talking about is now we're going to lose a potential another figure that could occupy that screen and for somebody younger than me for like my son to be able to see like three strong black men occupying the screen at the same time um these superheroes these people with powers these people with weight in the world um that's sad yeah And, and once again that's what i'm talking about in terms of compromised representation you know because what so there's what people have brought to my attention is that well you just don't want to see a strong black woman you know become you know to have her time and you know raise up i'm like that could not be further from the truth if anything what i want because you know i i I hear our sisters out there saying black men don't support black women or we don't protect them and so i get that and i hear that and that's even more reason why t'challa should be a thing that's why he should exist I'm not saying that he needs to pull the patriarchy card and be like, I give you permission to rise up. Not at all. You can do whatever story you want to do. Let black women elevate however they want to elevate. But what people also have to understand is like the comic book movie genre, if we're being honest, is heavily male dominated. Okay. Like first and foremost. So when you shove a lot of the progressive stuff, you know, LGBTQ characters, feminism and stuff like that, a lot of them are going to have these knee-jerk reactions because a lot of them are, you know, misogynistic. Um, A lot of them have, like, just these masculinity, you know, toxic masculinity issues and stuff. So we have a lot of work to do. As, As men, as a group, we have a lot of work to do. But one thing that I believe is an effective route is to show another Black man supporting another Black woman. And that is something that I think we're missing with T'Challa. That is something that he did in the previous episode, in the previous movies. Whenever, you know, uh, uh, I mean, he gave um, Nikita, you know, the respect to listen to her. He gave Shuri the respect to be like, oh, okay, I'm gonna let you do this and you in charge of that. And he get, you know what I'm saying? And I'm saying like, I'm saying, I'm trying to have people understand that is powerful. When you show how, you show another black boy, another black man, or men in general, this is how you support women. This is how you are their their rock. This is how, while they are 
you know, climbing that ladder while they are busting, you know, kicking butt and taking names and doing what they're doing. This is how you display an equally strong man standing back and being like, man, good job, queen, man. Hey, y'all, let's praise the queen, you know, and it was a similar thing when uh, in 42 with uh, Jackie Robinson's character, like when he was breaking the color line and what was happening, all the the racist people in the crowds, they were like mad. But what happened? It it took that white player on his team to come and put his arm around Jackie. And all I'm saying is like, yo, make that T'Challa. That took nothing away from Jackie's accomplishments. But what it did was it showed those racist white people in that in 42. Hey, you see this white character that's giving this support. That's what we that's what we lose when you don't have T'Challa there, you know, because, again, I mean, yeah, I guess you can do this with the supporting characters, but there's so much power. There's so much momentum. There's so much heritage in the character of T'Challa. You're missing out. And I don't think we should. Okay. The last question I have for you about the petition. We, yeah. we exist in a world where there are lots of petitions. The release yeah. that, the release that, mm-hmm. um, you know, redesign Sonic the Hedgehog. And that worked. <laughs> and it did work. It did. So my, my question for you is, do you view yours, your petition in the same way? Like how is yours the same or different from those petitions? So um, I can be fully honest. I don't think Marvel is going to change their mind because of my petition. I would have had to have like millions and millions of signatures or something like that. Um, You know, plus, like I said, because I made the decision to do this so early, like maybe this would have had more legs if I did it after the fact. Let's say they do actually kill off his character. And then I'm like, yo, y'all messed up. You know, maybe then because people will be like, oh, my gosh, like, I can't believe they did that. Um, so this is not going to be released the Snyder Cut. That's not what this is going to be. Um, but what I wanted this to be was an introduction to the conversation about representation. Um, I wanted this to also be uh, an introduction to, you know, you say that this is honoring Chadwick, but by the way, there's interviews, there's uh, speeches that say that this is probably not in line with what Chadwick would have wanted. Um, you know, so I wanted people to kind of, again, challenge not only what we're being given, but to also not settle for less, you know, so I, I'm more interested in the conversation this is starting um, than how many signatures it gets. I'm, I'm glad that I'm able to make a voice for people that didn't know how to articulate what was so problematic about this. You know, that's what a lot of people would tell me, like, man, I didn't know how to say this, but you got it. That's cool. But for other people, and and if we're being very honest about this, white people have not really cared about this because it doesn't hit them. It doesn't affect them. They have their stories told. They have their Captain America. They have their, you know, uh, uh, their Iron Man. They're fully represented. So the loss of T'Challa for them does not matter, you know? And unfortunately for many black women, they think this is like an attack on them. They think like, oh, well, you just don't want us to shine. I'm like, no, again, that is not the case. This is not a either or situation. I want everybody to rise up all it together. You know, I'm here to root for everything and anything black. I'm still going to go watch Black Panther, too. You know, so, um, you know, like this this entire uh, petition, like I said, it's really something to help open up people's eyes. Like I 
that's all I want. I want people to understand this because I know no one's thinking about it. I know people are caught up in the emotions. And I'm like, I'm trying to tell people like, hey, you're sitting here probably still mourning the loss of Chadwick Boseman, right? How are you going to feel when they reopen that wound a year from now after you've healed and they just double down and remind you, by the way, he's dead and we're going to kill the character too. I'm like, yo, Marvel, can y'all not profit off of Black Death right now? I'd appreciate that. I see enough of that on, on the news every day. This is supposed to be the one fantasy escape that we have. You literally have all the power in the world to give us the fantasy escape. Like, here's the thing. You don't have to remind Black people about the fact that life is unfair. Right. You don't have to remind Black people how to juggle joy and pain. We've been doing that for centuries. That's, this is not a teachable moment, you know, to sit here and be like, oh, man, the child had died and, you know, I don't know, he had cancer and he never told the world. What? Why? What do you what do you what are we supposed to gain from that? Except for the painful reminder that, by the way, we actually lost a brother in this whole thing. I don't see the game. Hmm. It, it, it's not a fair compromise to me. I'm like, yo, if anything, I need that upliftment. I need to see more of us. I need to see us celebrated. That that's that's what I want to see. I, and I'm not saying, yo, bring in a new actor or anything, because I get it. Some people are like, oh, a new actor is going to be trash or whatever. You don't have to do that. But you do need to recast down the line rather than permanently getting rid of this character. And now it's kind of like, well, we're in this corner and we can't go back. Hmm. So. So let me ask you, I've got one sure. last question for you. Mm -hmm. So we just saw Sam elevated yeah. to the lead yeah. role he is now captain america mm -hmm. what does that mean for you in the context of everything that you we've talked about today as i said i'm here for everything and everyone black <laughs> you know so um i'm happy about it um i wish we could have had sam as captain america and meet up with t'challa you know like that i i don't like having to you know, and this is something that I also talk about in the petition, like, you know, there's this Hollywood practice that's like discriminatory math when it comes to white and black fictional characters. Yeah. The white characters get the addition and multiplication. We get more Batman, more Superman, more Spider-Man, more Bonds. But when it comes to the black characters, we get substitution and subtraction. Okay, uh, uh, well, we can't have too many of y'all being lead actors. So, hey, l let's make Sam the lead and then everybody else, y'all just Fall gonna off. be there. You just we fall got, off. We have and that's three that Batman ceiling. coming. Three Batman. Three. Three. And I'm sitting here like, and they're like, yeah, well, we're going to get the Wakanda show. Good. <laughs> we should have been had a Wakanda show. That should have been in the first round of Wakanda. Man, the Black Panther movie made $1.3 billion. It should have been the first thing y'all was like, yo, I didn't know people wanted this. Green like this now. <laughs> but we have to wait like, what, four years, if not longer? But yet other properties are getting movies and TV shows before that. I'm like, what? You know, so I'm like, yo, like, I'm happy for Sam. I'm happy that he's getting elevated. Um, if we're being, if we put the nerd hat on, I don't know how long that's going to last. Mm. Because the character of Steve Rogers, Steve Rogers, because Steve Rogers is coming back. Sure. You know, that, that was reported as well. But the character of Sam Wilson as Captain America only goes so far right. in terms of interest. So Marvel's going to have to get very creative because 
you can only have that character dealing with race for so long before it gets tiring. I mean, we already knew that there was going to be a, the knee-jerk reaction from people from the jump. That's exactly what happened in the comics. Um, like, like in real life, too. When the comic happened, people had a knee-jerk reaction to it. Um, but my thing is like, okay, this Captain America 4, is it still going to be about him dealing with race? No, or it's going to be him getting in? his ass whooped by Batrock, right? That's, I don't know why he gets That's his, what's, isn't that? Handed to him that's what's going to happen, right? I mean, he did some push-ups. He did some running. I mean, he had like a little montage. I don't know where, where where all them push-ups went. You know, Libra. like I said, look, like I said out. in my breakdowns, he, he needs to stop doing them handstands and throw them hands. Because <laughs> I don't understand how this man be just getting whooped every time. But um, but yeah, I mean, look, I'm happy that he's you know elevated. I'm happy for Mackie, you know, for getting a lead role. Um, I don't see the super longevity of it because I mean, if we really think about it. The black characters that we have right now, maybe Blade will be like the only other leading one. Um, I don't know if Shuri can carry movies. Like, I don't know if she can carry the baton. And I'm not saying I'm not rooting for her. I'm just saying I don't know if they have the same appeal. Why not? You know, I don't know if you put Shuri on, on the face of Black Panther 3, if people are going to be running to that, you know, or better yet, let me, let me not say that. Because I think, again, I'll be there. You know, I'm going to buy out a theater again. Sure. But I don't know if people are going to be doing the rewatches the way that they did in the first movie. And that's why I'm hoping Marvel doesn't sit there and think, ah, see, the first one was just a fluke. But don't we you just got lucky. Do you think that the rewatches happened because of the quality of the movie? So at least for me, I know that the one of so what the first thing that got me to go see that movie was I saw uh, the the person that did Creed was yeah. going to be directing this movie. And I was like, I, I want to see that sure. because from an emotional perspective and from an action perspective, Ryan Coogler got it. And so for me, it was, it was a lot about the creative person driving it. And then yeah. you told me that Chadwick Boseman was going to be in it. And I was like, I'm yeah. done. I'm, I'm done. It. I'm right there. So, yeah. I mean, look, when Black Panther was introduced in civil war, I lost my stuff. I, I, I y'all win. You have my money. That's it. You know, even when they introduced Spider-Man, I was excited, but I was like, all right, whatever. But Black Panther's going to be in there. Right. You know, so um, I thought, I think that that was also another catalyst, right? Because he was like one of the best features in Civil War. Um, and then you bring him into Infinity War and, you know, the whole battle in Wakanda and everything. So it's kind of like, you know, there was enough of a head start given for the Black Panther movie especially since it was going to feed into infinity war too like that that wasn't you know by accident like they tie in movies that they initially don't think are going to be successful because they didn't believe in black panther to be as successful as it was that's why they put it right before infinity war same thing with captain marvel they put captain marvel and ant-man 2 in between you know these bigger climactic movies because you have to go see them right to be informed about the other one they, I mean, a lot of this stuff is by design, um, even though I do believe Black Panther could stand on its own. Um, but the more research I do about how instrumental Chadwick was behind the scenes, I'm not as convinced that we're going to get the same magic moving forward. I mean, because Chadwick went to school to be a film director. Right. He fell into acting. But he, his mindset has always been a director. And you can hear it from the cast interviews and stuff 
he was the one that was always leading them. You know, he was the one kind of taking charge. He was the one uh, repeating people's lines, feeding them lines and stuff. Like, that's what he brought to the table. It was almost like he was a co-director. So, as much love, and don't get me wrong, I got plenty of love for the brother Ryan Coogler. Like, I I was there with my man from Fruitvale Station. Right. You know, I met him uh, at Creed when nobody wanted to talk to him because they did, like, a screening in Chicago. Nobody wanted to talk to him. They wanted to go talk to Michael B. Jordan, Tessa Thompson. I'm sitting there talking to this man, and we talk about his writing process, his shooting pro like, and this is before he blows up, you know? Right. So I, I, I got nothing but love and respect for him. However, I don't know if we're going to get the same magic because I do believe Chadwick behind the scenes brought the magic. And especially when I hear about the whole British African accent thing, I'm like, how many other it. things did you fix you that understood. we never got it? You know, so I'm hoping I, I, I want this to be successful. Like, I hope nobody ever gets that mixed. I want this to be a franchise. I want this to be as big as possible. I want this train to keep going. My, I got three daughters. I need them to see all of this. I need them to see, you know, a strong sister in command. You know, I. but at the same time, I want, I don't want us to lose, you know, what we got with T'Challa. So what's funny about that is I, I, I feel like I could put it this way. And the thing that helps me connect to what you're saying the most is, what they did with Steve Rogers. It's the idea that like, he's still out there. Yes. He's still that's out it. there. That's and it. that's what I kind of like about what you're doing. It's the idea that even though Chadwick is gone, T'Challa is still out right. there. So right. that's what I like about it. And so yeah. you've convinced me, I'm gonna sign your petition. I and I'm excited you, to do so. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. So I wanna thank you for coming on to the show. I really appreciate you having this conversation. I'm hoping that uh, other people can connect to your message and uh, at least take the time to read what you said because you definitely put a lot of thought into it. And so if people are interested in following you and finding your petition, how could they do so? Yeah, so um, the petition is uh, change.org backslash recast the child. Um, so you can definitely find it that way. Um, otherwise, you can Google me, E-Man's Movie Reviews. It's just like He-Man, except without the H. Um, and, you know, follow me on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Um, you know, I'll try not to beat everybody over the head with it, but, you know, uh, you'll definitely have a good time following and subscribing. So please come on and uh, join the fun. All right. And fantastic. So, dear listener, if you like what you heard, and I know you did, do all the socials, like, rate, comment, subscribe. We definitely appreciate it. Also, LRM Online has other great content on the website for you to digest. And you can find me at Sir Jonesius on Twitter, as well as Instagram. And of course, right here on Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast. Folks, as always, thanks for listening. And we will catch you on the next one. Hasta lasagna. Clear. That was super fun. Thank you. Hey, man.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.